This is The Bittersweet Life, a show for expats, former expats, travel lovers, and people who dream about moving far away someday. I'm Katie Sewell, a recent repatriate to Seattle in the United States after a year in Rome. My co-host is Tiffany Parks, an expat who spent the last 10 years in Rome. If you're new to the show, I encourage you to join us for the whole journey by beginning with episode one. If you're really interested in today's theme, however, back up to the beginning afterwards. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And today we're going to be talking about staying with others. Being a guest, which is something that happens a lot when you're a traveler of any kind, whether you're staying with family or friends abroad or wherever your home country is. And um, it came up because Tiffany is currently, as I think we mentioned in another podcast, is currently living with her in-laws because of the heat and because they have air conditioning. Yeah, staying with, staying with. We haven't moved in officially. Well, okay. We're staying with our with my in-laws, not, not living. I mean, I guess we are. I guess it's a fine line. You're alive and you're all together. <laughs> so you're yeah. living together. And I don't even have the benefit of traveling. <laughs> I'm not even in a foreign country or a foreign city, which would make this experience even better. You moved in because of the heat and because they have air conditioning and your apartment was getting too hot. Oh, yes. It wasn't getting too hot. It was well beyond too hot already. It's unlivable. Our apartment is absolutely unlivable right now. So how has it been being in somebody else's space for a number of weeks and looking forward to another couple weeks with them going forward. It's been hard. I'm not going to lie. It's been hard. I hope that it hasn't been too hard on them, you know, my presence here. I doubt my husband's presence here has been too much of a drag because, I mean, obviously he's their son and he lived with them a long time, the way that most Italians do. They usually stay at home until their late 20s at least, if not well beyond. So, but, you know, I hope that I'm not bugging them too much. But it's never easy to stay with other people for more than a day or two. Why not? You know how it is. I mean, other people have their rhythms, they have their habits, and, you know, you can't help but get in the way. And, I mean, if if you've ever had long-term guests, you know it from the other side. Someone in your space, and you've got all their stuff there. If you're a neat freak, you might have an open suitcase in the middle of the living room. Now, luckily, we are not sleeping in the living room, but it's almost worse because we are sleeping in our in-laws' bedroom, my husband's parents' bedroom. They're on the couch. Just the mother-in-law's <laughs> on the couch. The, the, the father-in-law is uh, sleeping in my husband's old bedroom, which is now his studio, which, but it still has a bed in it. And he sleeps there anyway. Um, because of, let's say, snoring reasons. Um, he hasn't changed his routine. And my, my mother-in-law, actually, I honestly think she might be getting the good part of the deal because she's sleeping in the only room that has air conditioning, which is the living room. Oh, true. Good point. So maybe maybe it's working out well for her in the end. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. It is, hmm. I mean, it's interesting, your situation, because, I mean, you're basically there waiting to go home. You're waiting for the weather to break so you can go home. If, yeah. So for your in-laws, from their point of view, 
you're there for an indefinite period of time. Yeah, I might never leave. <laughs> <laughs> you might just give up the apartment and move back in. Yeah. Yeah, I might find a subletter at this point. Might as well make some money. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, they have no end date, so that, I don't know how that shifts how they feel about it. Maybe they don't mind. Well, here's another thing, though, that complicates it. I'm having a baby in a couple of weeks. And as you may, as you may have already heard. Um, <laughs> and, and first of all, my mother and my stepfather are going to be in Rome. They're coming in about 10 days. Obviously, they're coming to, to help me out to see the baby, et cetera, et cetera. We've helped them find an apartment very near our own interest of it. Luckily, theirs has air conditioning. There's no way that I'm going to be over here every day when my mom is way across town and I have no way independently to go and be with her because I don't drive in this country. Unfortunately, even if I did drive, I mean, I don't think I would drive at nine months pregnant. <laughs> I just don't think it's very, I don't think it's a good idea. And obviously I'm not gonna be going on public transport. So I feel like once my mom gets here, like the weather had better have broken because I've got to go back anyway, not to mention, it's one thing for my husband and I to be staying over here, but to have a newborn baby, like, that's really cramping people's style. And it's not just my in-law, it's my mother and my father-in-law, it's also my two sisters-in-law who live here too. My sister-in-law works and my husband works, obviously. That's not really for him because his baby, so he can't really complain. But for her, you know, she, you know, gets up early and stuff and having a newborn in the house is it's difficult. They cry in the middle of the night. So, I don't know. Do you think that... Um when you stay with other people that you change your personality or change somehow from what you would be doing? I don't know. That's a good question. I think not, not in this case, not much because they're my in-laws and because I know them so well and I'm very comfortable with them. And my mother-in-law is very low stress and she's not typical annoying. I'm not that all mother-in-laws are annoying. I'm not trying to say that, but you know what I mean? Yeah. The stereotype. Yeah, she's pretty awesome as far as mother-in-laws go. She doesn't give me a hard time at all. And so I, I kind of feel like I can be myself. Maybe it would be different staying with friends. Now, you've got a trip coming up, as we've talked about, coming to, uh, to Italy. And you're going to be staying with some friends for a, some of that time. What was it, two weeks? It's two weeks, yeah. Yeah, we're staying with a couple friends that we met there. Cassie and Leon. Uh, Cassie, who appeared in our home birth podcasts. They're great friends. We're really looking forward to seeing them again. But we've never lived with them. And it's not that I'm worried. If I were them, I would be more worried than I am uh, worried about myself staying there. But they have a family of three children, all of them under the age of five. And she's expecting another baby. And I believe it's a, well, they moved into a slightly bigger apartment. But I think it's like a three-bedroom place. So having two extra adults living with you while you're managing a family of that size, I feel could be potentially a total pain in the butt. So I wrote to her and said, don't worry. I promise you we're not going to hang out all the time. We're going to plan stuff to go do during the day. We'll go out at night sometimes so that we're not constantly in your space. And she said, oh, don't worry about it. We want to sit you, which I thought was so nice. But I'm also like, is that true? <laughs> you know, when it comes down to day number 10, will that be true? <laughs> I can't speak for anyone else, but I do know that there are different people who can deal with that kind of thing differently. There are some people who just do not like people in their space and just don't like having people over for long term. 
even, you know, even a night or two is kind of stressful on them. And then there are other people who they honestly enjoy it. And those are usually more laid back people. So, you know, if she said that, I think that, I think you should give her the benefit of the doubt. I'm sure you'll be able to catch on if she is changing her opinion. And you, you can always, uh, you know, start to go out more if that happens. It's funny because we're still looking for somewhere to stay for the other part of the trip. So we wrote to our old landlord, Daniela, that we lived with in Trastevere when we were there for the year. And we said, just by chance, is your apartment going to be open while we're there? And she wrote back and she said, maybe... I'm trying to throw Carlos out. And Carlos was kind of our weirdo neighbor. I don't know if you remember him, but he was definitely into some unsavory things. Was he in the other apartment? Because there were two, right? Yeah, he was in the other one. And I could never quite pinpoint what he was up to, but it might have been no good. It might not have been. I made up so many stories about what he did for a profession, (laughs) just for fun, that it could be anything. So she was saying that she hopes to throw him out. If that happens, then she would let us live there. And so I was saying to Derek, well, ask her, look, if she's going to give us an amazing deal, then we can move out of Cassie and Leon's earlier. But maybe that's that's still my own. Maybe that would be terribly disappointing to them. I don't know. But um, <laughs> I'm cognizant of the fact of how hard it is to have other people living with you and how hard it is to be in other people's space because you want to be helpful all the time. And, you know, it's for me personally, it's very hard for me to relax when I'm with other people during the day, you know, not at night when I'm tired, but during the day, I feel like I should be engaged and talking and all those things. It's difficult. Yeah, you kind of always have to be on and you kind of feel like, oh, does the other person feel like they also have to be on? It's hard. Yeah, because, you know, especially if they're friends, you don't want to offend the other person. You want to be polite. You know, it's not like your family where you can be a little bit more direct and a little more honest. You have to it's not, it's not easy, but I will say I had, uh, Suzanne stayed with me, one of our, for those of you guys listening, she's one of our closest mutual friends. She stayed with me in my apartment in Trastevere for, I want to say three or four weeks. However, I had an empty room in my apartment at that time. My, my roommate had just moved out and I was waiting for a new roommate to move in. So she had her own room and I will tell you that that makes all the difference. And secondly, it was just her. And it was just me. So it was just the two of us. And it was actually kind of incredibly awesome. You know, one of your oldest best friends, you know, you don't live in the same city with and you never get to see and they become your roommate for a month. It was, it was kind of awesome. But nevertheless, you know, towards the end, I'm not going to say that we ever had any problems, but there were moments when I felt like just tiny little tensions that come up. One person is resentful of something else but doesn't say anything because they're trying to be polite. Passive aggressivity can... Passive aggression, sorry. Passive aggression can come up. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's definitely not easy. I remember that when you first moved to Italy, you stayed with family and it did not go well. And we've talked about that on the podcast. But beyond that, have you ever had an experience where you stayed with people where it really didn't work out? I'm trying to think. I've definitely stayed with people a lot. I've had very generous friends who have opened their homes to me. And I really, at the top of my head, nothing is coming to mind. So I guess that means nothing terrible has ever happened. I did have something happen once that I stayed with a friend who wasn't a super close friend, but we were, you know, we were friends. We went to the same university and I stayed with her. After that, we kind of fell out of touch. We never, ever talked anymore. 
And I was starting to seriously consider getting off of Facebook, which of course I eventually did last year. And I was starting to cull my numbers and, you know, try to like get down to as few, you know, close friends as possible because I hadn't really decided if I was going to stay on or not. And I deleted her from Facebook. She wrote me a nasty message <laughs> saying, I can't believe I opened my home to you. I let you stay with me. We were friends and you delete me from Facebook. What a horrible person you are. And oh, I can't believe she knew you had deleted her from Facebook. I wouldn't have the first clue if somebody deleted me i know i know how do you even know i guess she noticed one day that she wasn't i don't know maybe she went to who knows i don't know she went to email you and they're like ed is a friend yeah Yeah, that's probably what happened or you know sometimes they'll be like oh you might know this person oh yeah if you have a lot of friends in common um so that was kind of annoying but (laughs) um i can't really say that that had really anything to do with me staying with her so you can actually cut that whole bit (laughs) No way. But have you ever had a negative experience either staying with someone or hosting someone? Um, not really. I mean, when I think of most negative experiences, it usually is from my childhood. <laughs> and I go to a sleepover. It turns out when I was a kid that I really didn't like being away from home. So I was one of those kids that never wanted to go to camp. I reluctantly probably said yes to some sleepovers. But whenever I was at a sleepover, I was always uncomfortable. Everybody would fall asleep. I would be wide awake, walking up and down the hallways and bothering the mother of whoever <laughs> my friend was oh, and stuff like that. You were just homesick. I, I wonder what, what kind of conversations my mother had with other parents before they accepted me. I'd wake wake up around two in the morning. I'd be distraught. I'd think I'm never going to get home. The morning's never going to come. <laughs> Apparently wasn't shy about waking up whoever friend it was, his parents, and saying, I can't sleep. Which I think, as a person who's hosting a sleepover, must be just the worst thing in the world. What is the reason to host a sleepover? So that your kid is having fun with another kid, and you have a bit of a relaxing evening. Yeah. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. And instead, you've got this distraught kid that's not your kid, who's waking you up at two in the morning and refuses to go back to sleep. Now, what age were you, so I can have an idea... Oh, elementary school, probably third grade, second grade. I mean, I remember so distinctly one time sneaking down to the phone and calling my mom, which must have been such an alarming call in general. It probably was three in the morning and being like, Mom, you have to come get me. I can't sleep. And here I am trying to do it secretly so that I don't wake everybody up. Not like they're not going to wake up when my mom comes to the door to come pick me up, right? (laughs) But um, she came. My friend's mom had to get up and greet her and everybody's in their pajamas. And I mean, it's just when I think back on it as an adult, it's so awkward. It's so awkward. Yeah, I bet it's part of being a parent. I mean, if you host a sleepover, you know, you know, you're getting yourself in for some, who knows, anything could happen. I'm sure that's not nearly as bad as as other things that have happened to parents during sleepovers. (laughs) If it makes you feel any better, I was pretty much the same. I didn't like sleepover camp. I always had to leave early and and I hated being away from my own home. I didn't even like going to my dad's house. Oh, yeah, because your parents were divorced. Did that just not feel like home? Oh, it absolutely didn't feel like home. And I loved my dad. I mean, I still love my dad, obviously. But I didn't like being over there. I mean, I wouldn't mind going for the day. I didn't like sleeping over there. 
And I think that maybe that has something to do with kids' routines. And if you've got like a really set routine with your, you know, with your family, with your mom at your, at your own home, it's, it's difficult for kids to break that. And maybe some kids are more adaptable. I don't know, but I certainly wasn't. The routine is an interesting perspective because even when my parents went away, they went away for a vacation. I don't even think it was a vacation. It was probably a mission trip of some kind. For two weeks, my entire childhood, this is like the only time they're gone. So this is their one chance to get away. I think I was a second grader. My grandparents came to stay. So I'm at my own home, in my own bed, sharing my room with my very same sister. And I could not sleep. And every single night, I went and woke up my poor grandmother <laughs> around 2 in the morning. <laughs> Miserable, like a wet dog in the doorway. I can't sleep, you know. And she'd get up and read to me. And by the end of the middle of the second week, she was just... <laughs> in tears oh god me poor at the lady. door <laughs> for the life of her cannot figure out what to do and there was nothing she could probably do except put up with it because until my mother came home that was what i was going to be doing i was going to have that trigger go off around two in the morning now speak yes speaking of uh following the routines of others it is dinner time and everyone is around the table but me so <laughs> I, uh, are you sitting at the table well they're in the kitchen they're at the kitchen table so oh, okay. uh, I was like they're all standing there with plates <laughs> hovering over and I'm you. recording a podcast <laughs> <laughs> nobody can eat until this podcast is finished <laughs> don't they have priorities don't they know that this podcast is very important I guess they don't understand <laughs> all right my dear I should I should probably go so we we should leave it there Yes, we should leave it there in the hopes that maybe the next time I talk to you, you will not be staying with somebody else. You will be on your home turf. Let's hope for that. All right. And we'll leave it there until the next time. This is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Bye. If you like the show, tell a friend. Spread the word. Give us a good rating on iTunes. And we have a donate button at our website, thebittersweetlife.net. If you really like the show, help us keep it going. Thanks as always for listening.